That is, uh, if you listen to our podcast at half speed, that's what it sounds like. Um, we also found out recently that this podcast, if you want to knock it up to one and a half times speed, it's perfect. But, welcome to Sports and Jesus. This is episode eight. That'll be out on iTunes, number eight. Um, episode ten, if you're counting the other ones on non-iTunes. But, um, we are brought to you again today by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Sports and Jesus. You can go sign up for a 30-day free trial. Nice. Yeah. We'll put the <laughs> link there in the show notes. So if you look at the show notes right now, you can click on the link. Go sign up through that link, and it helps us out. Um, we're also brought to you today by Prevail Missions International. Um, in an episode soon, I hope to tell you a little bit more about Prevail and what we do and what's going on in Ukraine that's going to be awesome. So, today, um, we have, it's been kind of an exciting few weeks in the sports world. The first round of the playoffs, I think, has, have they, have they now officially com- been complete completed with LeBron just pulled it out against the Pacers? Yep. So is that when everybody, every series is over? Yep. You didn't ask if I was good. Are y'all good? Everybody good? Good? You good? You good, Garrett? You good, Tristan? <laughs> Garrett said he don't want to be called Garrett he's, anymore, so we're going to be calling him He's leaning into the names. mic, but he's not saying anything. Yeah, that's useless. I'm good. All right. Uh, Joey, you good today? You good? I'm good. Stats, you good? I'm good. That's why I brought it up. I just wanted people to know I'm finally here again. Yeah, Stats is in studio again with us. Uh, Stats, be careful with that water bottle. It pops. It's already popped twice since you've been holding it. So um, you're going to be careful be with new... that mic. It's done peaked twice since you started talking. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, nobody knows what you're talking about there, Garrett. Thanks. Um, so, um, so NBA, back to NBA playoffs. Uh, it's been exciting. There's been some exciting series, some surprises. I think the Pelicans have been a surprise how how easily they dealt with the um, Trailblazers. Uh, I think LeBron and how bad he is at times and how – he hadn't been bad really at all. The How bad the Cavs were at times and how bad they got beat by the Pacers a few times is a surprise, which I think is causing us to question if they're going to make it to the finals again. Um, do you all think LeBron has it to make it to the finals this year or do you think somebody else, has somebody else impressed you more in the East? I'm not sure. I'm really unsure. That was a that was a really big buildup to not a lot. What do you think, Garrett? Do you think somebody else is going to best LeBron? No, I think LeBron. Uh, it's just hard for me to bet against him coming out of the East every year. So in in the next round, uh, Joy, can you look this up and make sure what I'm saying is accurate? I think it's it's going to be the Cavs and the Raptors. And then the Sixers and the Celtics. 
So the Raptors did close it out. Yeah, yeah. The Raptor, the Raptors closed it out against the Wizards. Um, I, I honestly, I don't think LeBron's going to make it out of this series. I think the Raptors are going to get him. I will say this. Um, I don't think the Raptors have a chance. I think the team Oops. with the best chance is the 76ers, and I would really like to see Ben Simmons going against LeBron. I think that would be very interesting. 76ers are legit. Ben Simmons is a beast. Joel Embiid is a beast. I mean, he's just – I I don't think that – I mean, who on the Cavs is going is going to compete? I mean, he, Tristan Thompson – is that what you think, Tristan? Um, <laughs> I mean, it. who on the Celtics is going to compete with Ben Simmons? Al Horford? By the way, by the way, I told this to Stats. I have a new name for the Celtics. It's called uh, Al Horford and the Youngins. Because <laughs> it's really, it's Al Horford and a bunch of, like, really young guys. Y'all like that? Y'all like, you think that'd look good on a T-shirt? Yeah, I like it. I like your. It's like I'm going to see a jazz band. I like your southern <laughs> slang there. It's not a young ones, it's youngins. Yeah, they're in Boston, right in the middle of the south. <laughs> so I'm. So Only you those think, of you, you that know geography Sixers will get that joke. Are that good? I just think it was Do the what? Heat are really bad. The Sixers? Um, no, I don't. I don't think the Heat are that bad. First of all, um, and yeah, I think the Sixers. I think the Sixers are good. I think they're obviously. I mean, I, th- I think the Sixers are going to be good for a while. I think it's going to be really exciting once LeBron kind of either once he finally starts to show his age in the next few years or once he leaves the East, it's going to be exciting to watch the Celtics and the Sixers. Sixers? Sixers? <laughs> Sixers. Garrett's looking at me like I almost said a bad word. You almost did. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's going to be exciting to see those two teams. I mean, once the Celtics get back, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, I mean, and those guys, I mean, those young guys for the Celtics have been impressive. I mean, they they beat, who did they beat? They beat the Bucks and Giannis without their two best players. I mean, Rozier's played great. Um, Jason Tatum's showed a lot of, a lot of promise this year. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Thank you. I was getting, I can never remember his name. He showed some promise. I mean, then you got um, Marcus Smart is really good. I mean, it, those those two teams are going to be going at it for the next ten years. I hope so. I hope this isn't like a. I hope the Sixers don't turn into like the the Penny Shack. Um, yeah. <laughs> The Penny Shack magic, and they they break it up, and Joel and B go somewhere else or something in a few years. I hope I hope they stay. I hope they stay there. I hope Markel Fultz might develop into something, and um, and the Sixers still have a lot. They've got some cap room, and some some assets that they can get rid of to get another good solid All Star on the team in the next year or two. Do you think adding another All Star would be enough to compete against the Warriors, though? Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. It's Tristan to, is shaking his head. It's, yes. Uh, thank you, thank you, Tristan. Again, nobody can see. What am I supposed to do verbally? I am now shaking my head. Yes. Um. Yes or no <laughs> is what you do verbally. Oh, if, if you're, if you're, <laughs> that's you I say was yes or until no. You were done talking. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. You're not Tristan. You're Jay now. <laughs> yeah, isn't that right, Jim? Um, it, <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> oh, it's according to who that all-star is. If that all-star is Kawhi Leonard, yes. <laughs> if that all-star is LeBron, yes. And if they go together. Yes, if it's Kawhi trouble. and LeBron, yes. If that all-star is Gordon Dragic, no. <laughs> if that all-star is if that all-star is playoff P, then no. That's Paul George for those of you that don't know the nickname that he gave himself. You can't give yourself a nickname. Playoff P did. LeBron and, did. And Garrett for um those of you that which would be everybody listening that weren't here earlier, Garrett decided to give himself the nickname The Man. So 30 seconds with the man. <laughs> New podcast coming soon. 30 second podcast of just Garrett nonsense. Garrett Jim. just shaking Sorry. his head without <laughs> saying a word for 30 seconds. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so in the West, in the second round now, we've got the Warriors and the Pelicans, which they've already played one game and the Warriors blew them out. Um, although the Pelicans were really impressive in their first round. Matchup and then the who's it the Rockets and the Jazz the Jazz. Um, Stephen Curry still hasn't played yet. He's he's starting to practice. Is Cousins back? No, is Cousins done? Cousins is done. So Cousins isn't playing for the Pelicans, but I mean Davis is hard to stop. But I, still, probably is going to be the Warriors and the Rockers in the the next round and. In the finals of the West, and I mean, I think I think the Rockets have a legitimate shot at winning two games in the series. I think it's going to be really exciting to see those two offenses go at it. Yep. I re- I re- I'm, yeah. I yeah. really don't know if the Warriors will make it out of that. Which I'm not a Warriors fan. Never have been. Yeah. Uh huh. They'll make it out of it. That's a good Rockets team. Yeah, that's a good. That's the one of the best teams ever. The Warriors team. If Steph comes back and does Steph things, which is making really long shots, he's still the worst. He's not the worst. And hating his family. He loves his family. Yes, loves them. He loves them because he recorded a video of him singing a Frozen song with his wife and daughter. Yep, loves them. Loving it. Have you heard how awful that song is? That's a dedication to Also, that. it's a great song and movie, by Stephen Curry just showed up this week on a music video with Bizzle, who, um, those of you that are familiar with the God Over Money um, franchise, that's run by Bizzle, a really well-known Christian hip-hop artist that's, that's been doing Christian hip-hop for a while now. Um, Stephen Curry is in a music video with him, so... Proves that he's a Christian. That's that's major proof yep. of a conspiracy. <laughs> have you ever been in a music video with yes. Bizzle? I have. No, no. I, I right. said I have before you finished music video. I've been in a music video, just not with Bizzle. What, okay, story time. What kind of music video you been in, Joy? There's quite a few. There's shirts out there on the devil. YouTube. Yeah, your shirt says the devil <laughs> while you're saying somebody else. Doesn't love God. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Gotta read the bottom of the shirt, guys. Uh huh. Oh, you can't because you're covering it. Yeah. 
Um, so what kind of music video? Where's where can where can this be found? There's uh they're on YouTube. And I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> what what must we type in to see these music videos? Not sure. <laughs> All right. We'll uh we'll be finding those links and putting it up for you in the show notes, hopefully. Um so the NFL draft was this week. Um had some some surprises. I think for me it kinda ended up being a surprise that uh Baker Mayfield was taken first overall. That was kind of surprising to me, although I I like the pick. Um, what? Who do you think were the teams and the pick? Okay, let me ask this question first. What teams do you think did well in the draft? That really like what are some teams that the draft you think will take them to kind of that next step in the coming years? What do you think, Tim? And uh, by the silence, you see that even though we've discussed this for um, a few hours and a day now, nobody's actually paid any attention to what we're going to be talking about in this podcast, other than I like me. The, like the Ravens. I'm just kidding. I like that I they picked up like Lamar Jackson. Ravens. That's a seat. Thank you, Joy. Yes. What do you think? What do you think Lamar Jackson is going to be? Um, r- realistically, like, do you think? Do you think Lamar Jackson is a Hall of Famer? Do you think he's a solid pro? Do you think? Um, and why or why not Garrett, for those of you that can't see, is um, shaking his head no. I don't even know what yes or no question was asked there. Um, I think it was a what do you think, and Garrett started shaking his head no. So, I think if they give him time to develop as a passer and Bob. learn how to Leroy. read NFL defenses, I think with his athleticism Mitch. he could be a very Jack. special player. Stan. Luke. I like that one. Mike. No. Mitchell. <laughs> Ricky. Bart. <laughs> That's really weird that he said Bart. That was that ceremony. <laughs> Bart. Bart. Short Bart. for Bartholomew. Bartholomew. All right, that's your new name, Bark. Barf. Well, okay, yeah. Uh, what do you... <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I... Okay. I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's got... There's a lot of potential there. Um, I just don't... Typically, in the NFL, any kind of quarterback that puts even, you know somewhat of a emphasis or somewhat of their game plan on running the ball. Usually it just with the athletes in the NFL, their bodies just don't last that long. Um, from Michael Vick to even Johnny Manziel to, I mean, it's just, and I'm not saying mobile cause I think you, it's good to be athletic and it's good to um, be able to, to make runs at time, but anybody that puts a lot of a lot of that, um, Robert Griffin the third, um, even even uh, Cam Newton has had his his injury problems. Even guys, I can't think of anybody. Andrew Luck, I mean he he's had some injury problems. I think just anybody that tries to physically run the ball a lot in the NFL. Um, in the quarterback position, just their bodies don't last last long. My, that. my only 
the only way that I guess I disagree somewhat with that statement is one, actually it's multiple ways. First, I think he's a far better passer than Menzel was coming out. I think he's I, agree. I just I think I think far more armed. Johnny Menzel, in my opinion, is like one of the most ridiculous. Yeah, we know you hate Johnny Menzel because you hate Brett Favre, it. and he's just like Brett no, Favre. Love Brett Favre. Yeah. Two. We know, Garrett. You hate Johnny Menzel. Uh, the closest thing he reminds me of, because of I think he's faster than Cam, the closest thing he reminds me to is Vic. And the reason I say that is not necessarily because of like a premeditated, I'm going to run the ball, but when the play breaks down, he's so fast that I think he could just, I mean, make explosive plays like Vic used to do when the play breaks down. And he will. And some of those guys have been effective running the ball. RG3, his first year, made some big plays with his legs. Um, and I think Lamar Jackson can, and Michael Vick did. But you just do that over a few years, and your body's just going to break down. Like, I'm not saying he can't do it or he won't be able to make big plays with his legs. I'm just saying he's – I don't know how durable he he will be just playing with that style. I think he's a, I think he's a more accurate passer than Michael Vick. Um, I think athletically, yeah, that's – you put him I, – I think he is – Lamar Jackson, my, I don't think we've really seen a quarterback like that that can throw the ball the way he can throw the ball and is that dynamic of an athlete. Um, I don't think we've – I mean, Cam Newton, I don't think is – Cam Newton is an incredible athlete, but I don't think – I think Lamar Jackson's a better athlete. And I even think Lamar Jackson coming out of college is a better – and more accurate passer than Cam Newton was coming out of college. I think he had a coach that definitely prepared him better. I mean, Bobby Petrino's hey, a, yeah. a great coach, especially with quarterbacks. That's yeah. what he's known for. He's not, you know, a great husband um, <laughs> or a great motorcycle driver. Um, and when, when those two things come together, you know, it's it's bad for, for him. But that has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. Sorry. Um so, what are some other teams you think? Uh, Joyce says the Ravens because Lamar Jackson could, especially if he learns under Joe Flacco, um, you know, has a few might have a few years where Lamar Jackson is able to really learn that system and can trust. I think when you run into guys like RG three as they come in at the first year, and then they when they don't they don't know the system well enough, and when they don't trust it, what they do trust is their legs. Um, I think if Lamar Jackson could come in in a few years to where he trusts the system, he knows where everybody's at, um, he might not have to rely on his legs as much. Um, I think I think probably one of the teams I think did the best is the Patriots. Um, honestly, I think if you take the, just the Patriots teams from last year and you add Sony Michelle, they win a Super Bowl. Did they get the wide receiver from Miami, Berrios or whatever his name is? Yeah, because he just Braxton Berrios. He, he is, just reminds me of a New England Patriots style like slot receiver. That's just what he reminds me. And of. this is what Garrett means by that. He's small, quick, and white. This is true. That's, Very <laughs> that's true. I mean, hey, that's it. That's, that's what the Patriots use. I mean, that's yeah. what they put in the slot from My, Wes Welker to Danny Amendola to. What's the one that was hurt? Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. To I mean, that's that's just what I think. Almost 
<laughs> I think Belichick almost does that just to rub it in everybody else's face. Like, I can even <laughs> win with this. Like, <laughs> um, I had a few notes from the draft. Um, I think the Giants did a really good job with Saquon Barkley. I mean, I just I think he's going to be a stud. Um, but also... Hall of Fame stud? I think he definitely has the potential... Saquon is the best running back I've seen come out of college since Adrian Peterson. So, Garrett thinks Saquon Barkley definitely has the potential to possibly, maybe, be a Hall of Famer. Write that down. Maybe. (laughs) Anyway, and then they also got the quarterback from Richmond. I don't know how you say his last name. Kyle Laletta. Anyway, they're saying he could be Eli Manning's uh, potential successor. I think Atlanta did a good job. I mean, with getting Ridley, it opens up things for Julio too, because now you got two dynamic wide receivers. Um, Denver getting Bradley Chubb was great, and then the other was Arizona getting Josh Rosen. I just think it was a steal. I don't see how Josh Rosen fell that far down. That's a great place for Josh Rosen to go. Because Josh Allen's better. No, yeah, definitely not. I think Josh <laughs> Rosen is in a good situation, too, in Arizona. I think he'll be able to be successful almost right away. And I think that Atlanta getting Calvin Ridley is saying that Julio possibly, maybe, might be leaving. Uh, mm. I take. <laughs> where, would you, where would Julio go? Where could Julio not go? No, I'm saying where would, where would you think who you think would come after him and try to sign him immediately? The, the Patriots, the 31 other teams, the Patriots. Yep, that's where he's going. Maybe, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Back to yeah, this is gonna be like when Randy Moss went to the Patriots. It's gonna be that year all over again. But um, I think. Also, back to what Garrett said, Josh Rose. I think another big pickup for the Cardinals was they picked up Christian Kirk. In yeah, a second, and that's and that's a dynamic and, duo. Yeah, right and there. you, as, I mean, that's that's your franchise quarterback, and then potentially your the heir apparent to Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I mean, just think about how awesome that'd be for a wide receiver that's that athletic, that that dynamic, and he gets to learn from Larry Fitzgerald for another year or two. Yeah, I mean that. The car, I think the Cardinals did did well. I think the Browns did well. Um, I think Baker Mayfield's going to be okay, but I think the uh, picking up Chubb, the running back from Georgia in the second round, I think that's that's big. I mean, I think they in the first two rounds they picked up a running back, and you put Chubb with Carlos Hyde um, that they picked up from the 49ers. That's that's a tough duo right there. They picked up an offensive lineman, um, which they always need help at. They picked up a quarterback. I think coming out of coming out of college, probably the best quarterback they've drafted. Um, they got that good defender from Ohio State. Yeah, the and then they got eight. the corner, yeah. the cornerback from Ohio State. Plus, they've still got what's his name was the first overall pick last year, Texas A&M defensive end. What's his name? Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. So they've still got him. I mean, I, I think, and they got they picked up Tyrod Taylor, and they picked up. Um, Landry from the Dolphins, the wide receiver, and they've got Josh Gordon potentially coming back. And if Josh Gordon comes back and he's like normal Josh Gordon, I mean that's that's a, a better place than it looks for Baker Mayfield, especially because they got Tyrod Taylor. Um, Baker Mayfield doesn't necessarily have to start right away. 
Um, I could see Tyler Tyrod Taylor doing well in that in that system for that team this year. I know that's crazy. We just don't want to put any kind of faith in the Cleveland Browns. But I mean, I, I think their team this year is a lot better than their team last year. Now, of course, their team last year didn't win a single game. Do you think they can win five? Yeah, yeah, I think they can win five. Um, and as soon as they lose, Baker Mayfield's dead because he said. You know, I'd rather die. I'm gonna die before I lose. So, <laughs> got drafted by the wrong team for that, that's a, buddy. That's good motivation. Yeah, <laughs> we have to keep Baker. Guys, we gotta win, or he's dead. <laughs> Our backup quarterback over there on the sidelines, he dies if we lose. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, uh, moving to the next. <laughs> yep. Walker over here looked like he was about to say something. He was up in the mic. And I was just waiting. Yeah, I thought we all thought he was gonna say something. <laughs> Usually, when you hear a pause, it's because Garrett leans up to the mic like he's gonna say something, or a Jim uh, Jeffrey leans up to the mic like he's gonna say something, and then he uh, and then Liam just backs up. And I'm just curious, anything. like with as much oh, trouble as much trouble as they have had with quarterbacks over the last twenty years. Who's they? The Cleveland Browns. Okay, why? You're right. They no, the way, I had, the way I had the quarterbacks ranked was I had Darnold one, Rosen two, and I would have between Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield tied for three. And I just don't understand why they went after a guy that comes out of a spread system where his most of his accuracy, his 70-whatever percent completion rate was because of the little short dink and dunk passes or when somebody just busts wide open because there's – like he's not necessarily making an NFL-type throw. Yes, he's accurate. But I don't know. I, I would I would definitely argue with that. If you look at his tape, Baker Mayfield was, especially the last two years, making NFL-type throws compared on a regular to, basis. Compared to Sam Darnold. Who can I mean yes. I mean light it up in between two defenders where it yeah. should not be able to And go. Sam Darnold also had twenty something turnovers this past year. I mean my my theory, and this doesn't always work, my theory is if you if you're not dominant on a lower level, how can I expect you to be dominant on a higher level? And that's true, and I'll give you that. And, and I think true. you can you can be dominant at a lower level and not be dominant at a higher level. But very rarely have I seen somebody that struggles at a lower level really make it at the top. But level. I also especially look at the system. especially from the quarterback. So, yeah, and and I think three years ago that was a legitimate argument. But those kind of system quarterbacks haven't done well. But I think in the last few years we've seen some quarterbacks that have come out of the throwing the ball a hundred times a game systems and have done really well in the NFL. Marcus Mariota, um, others. I don't really know, <laughs> I don't really know who Baker reminds me of though. It's, I just don't Tyrod Taylor. The one that I mean I, I just immediately want to say is Manziel, but I just think he's far more accurate than Manziel ever yeah. could have been. Yeah, he's a, he's a lot better passer than Manziel. Baker Mayfield reminds reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. I don't have to put up with this. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like Brett Favre so much, Garrett? He's from Mississippi. Now, that is true, but that really had nothing to do with it. Um, 
I think it was just All right, the fact so that our next wasn't... subject is going to be we're going to talk about tanking <laughs> and hashtag grind city. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm I sorry. Know. I set you up for that. I don't know <laughs> how to deal with this. Garrett's trying. His goal is to not get upset this episode, and so we're trying to do everything we can to get. I'm waiting for the Jesus part. This, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so tanking, <laughs> tanking. Um, just want to quickly, because we don't have a lot of time here, just with, with the 76ers doing so well in the NBA, um, and we know that they tanked for like five years in a row, and out of that tanking they got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I'm really bad with names right now, guys. It's taking me a second for every name that I say. That's probably because we keep giving Garrett new names, so yeah. you're just saying names over. Isn't that right, Joel? Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's just it's got me thought because tanking seems to be something more and more popular. You know, I'm I'm the the biggest Grizzlies fan. Hashtag Grind City. Um, that's my city. Uh, just kidding. I understand that because it really bothers Garrett because nobody that doesn't live in Memphis should be able to be Grizzlies fans, according to Garrett. <laughs> um, you have only people from the city of the team should be able to support that team according to Garrett. So it really bothers Garrett because he lived in Memphis for a couple months in his life. <laughs> and even though I was born in Memphis and know a lot more players on the team and have been to a lot more games recently than Garrett, um, I can't be a Grizzlies fan because I don't currently reside in Memphis where he also doesn't reside currently. So that so that's why that bothers Garrett. Um, but they tanked this year. I'm hoping to get Marvin Bagley or somebody like that. I'm really hoping Marvin Bagley. That would be amazing. Hashtag Grind City. Um, so is is had me thinking like when does is tanking an ef- effective? Um, I guess is it, is it something effective to do? When when have we seen tanking work? When have we seen it not work? Obviously, it hasn't worked for the Browns yet although I don't think the Browns are doing it on purpose. Um, it worked for the Cubs. They got a World Series out of some tanking years. Um, it seemed to work for the Celtics. Um, the Celtics have put together a pretty solid team from a few years of tanking. Um, what are some teams that it hasn't worked for? The Cavs, even though they had a great potential for it to work, they just blew it. They just... It's the Cavs have yeah, like the three Cavs, or four they, straight they number tanked one for picks. three years and then two years later they won the championship. It just did not one. work for and them. And it wasn't because of any of those players except for one that was still there. One of those players that they were able to trade for Kevin Love. And the other one was still there and the other one was a bust. I just think when you get three or four, I think it worked. I think the picks, the Cavs are one of the LeBron, best. You get you should get more than one title in that five-year span. Yeah, you just happen to. It just happened. You just to happen to have LeBron who demands more money than I mean. You're else tanking for else if you win one. If you tank and win one championship, that's a win. Man. That that's effective tanking. Well, if you tank and you get Kyrie Irving, that is a win. Kyrie is now gone, and you see where they're at now. All right, Struggling but they got the a championship bases. out of it. Compared to Golden State, what they're doing. I'm not. You, you might not be the best team, but the Cavs are. It turned their franchise around. They got the first, the first championship in franchise history. 
And they wouldn't have... <laughs> this is for you. This is for <laughs> and they wouldn't have got it if had they not tanked. I think this all roots out my disdain for LeBron James. Uh-huh. Hashtag the land. See, Garrett, um, Garrett has a lot of his opinions are just simply based on emotions and not any facts whatsoever. This is true. Like why he hates Baker Mayfield, why he loves Brett Favre, even though they're like the same person. Why I tweet LeBron James calling him out with memes. All right, so that's all we got today for sports. Um, Unfortunately. (laughs) Let's talk talk community. Uh, Garrett, drop that beat. Everything about God to me is mind-blowing. I'm on that theology to keep my mind going. Shade tree theologian, I ain't wearing suits. Sporting tattoos while I'm cruising through the institutes. John Calvin, that's moving. You might even catch me reading Wayne Grudem. Sound doctrine, that's what it's got to be. Like that white cleft dictionary of theology. But nothing trumps the word, call it the Holy Bible. It is central and necessary for our survival. Does not have a rival, moving is not idle. If you preach it, then you liable to have revival. And that's what we need in our local churches. It's either dry as a bone or something like a circus. But it has been purchased so we can commandeer it. Lord Jesus, revive us with your Holy Spirit. What is he saying right there? Show off, show off, yeah. Yeah. I hear Hawaii, Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's what you got, huh? Yeah. That makes sense. That goes right along with the rest of the song. Uh, Always, I I have a lot of trouble when I'm rapping along with that song when he says, uh, reading Wayne Grudem. I always want to say, we didn't wing woo to like <laughs> it's really hard for me. I always reading and Wayne is I really I just thought about that like we didn't separating wing the to... weed and Wayne Groot. Yeah. We didn't wing woo to Oh, you put Brandon back in a good mood. Yeah. Oh. Good job, Jeff. You know, y'all can make me really depressed. Alright, really community. Right. Um so, community is a subject, is a topic that I think is is close to um, all of us on this podcast today. I think community is something that, in all of us, that God has used to change us, has affected us deeply over the last few years. Um, it's a concept. It's a reality. It's something that's that's been awesome in all of our lives um so the verse uh community is something that i think happens naturally um it happens naturally joy's about to read uh acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47 and we see just after this is after pentecost after peter preaches the first gospel, full gospel, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus sermon. And how many thousand people are saved when he first preaches. And then this is kind of what happened. Not kind of. This is definitely what happens just after this. So there's thousands of new Christians here. And this is what happens. Joy, if you can read that. Acts 2, 42 to 47. 
And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, so many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Yep, all right, that's it. That's community. So we'll catch y'all next. No, I'm, sh- I'm joking. Um, so... Just kind of in your own words, guys. What are just what are some things that you want to put in a definition of biblical community? Like when we mean community, what 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 are we saying? It's a a body of people that are like minded, serving each other. What are we going to add to that? I would say the biggest one for me personally is accountability, holding each other accountable to. Um, Spending time with the Lord in prayer, reading God's Word, drawing near to Him, uh, that's been crucial for me. Do we need to def- what you define it? Or no, what, so we've tell got, us how it impacts us? Just- uh, we'll, we'll talk about how it impacts us later. But um, So we've got you know, community is serving one another, holding each other accountable, praying together. Um, what's something you want to add to it? So we've got, it's, a, it's a body of believers, as Joy said, that is doing these things yeah for me this is stats by the way just actually together living this whole thing out it's not just talk you're actually doing this with other people like day by day yes so community yes it's all these things it is a body of believers holding each other accountable um living out what we see in the scriptures together as a group, holding each other accountable on that, you know, by serving one another, by studying God's word together, by praying. Um, and this is like, like we read, like Joy read in the book of Acts, this naturally happened in God's church. Um, this, I think this is a, a natural thing. So uh, some examples of this, of places that you can find community. This is places that we found community. In our church that we go to, it's facilitated. I did not say that. Well, facilitated. (laughs) Facilitated through what we call missional communities. Um, There are small groups that do all these things. They hold each other accountable. They um, study the word together. They walk through these things, walk through life as a Christian together, trying to live out the commands that God has for us. Um, You can also get through, you know, I've been a part of community through Bible study groups, through accountability groups. Um, Sometimes it can be done through Sunday school, through groups that meet at the church. Um, What do we not mean by community? We don't mean Community is the group of people that you all come sit down and hear one person teach to you. That's not that's not community. That's important. It's important to have that. But if you're just going to church on Sunday, sitting in a pew, hearing a sermon and going home and have no other interaction with a group of Christians to where you talk about God's word and hold each other accountable on it, you are not in community. 
Um, it's also not just a group of pre of people. God, I'm really bad with my words today, guys. All day I've been bad. I'm $2. just throwing I'm just throwing random <laughs> letters in there and taking letters out, and it's crazy. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay, weeding people. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm bad. sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I think it's this time of year. My allergies are rough. All right, let's start over. Yeah. Okay. All right, start at the beginning. Take two. Show off. Show off. <laughs> Community. <laughs> um, it's it's also not a group of people that are just friends that just hang out and watch football games and play video games and play board games and go to the movies, but never talk about Jesus or dive into God's word together. It's not that. That's not what we mean when we mean biblical community. Um, there are Those two things can exist in it. It is good to have a group of believers that you do study the word together. It's also good to have times where you just have fun with that group of people, where you just all go out to eat, where you all go to a movie, where you have people over for barbecue, where you watch a football game together. Like that's It's good. It's good to have that. Um, but that's part of what we mean so some essentials to community it revolves around is a group of people that revolve around what god's word says and living it out um so it's a group of people that also prays together as garrett mentions um and holds each other accountable on those things so now that we kind of know what community is, what we're talking about, why do we why, why do we need it? And, and I use the word need intentionally. You need community. You need it. I need it. It doesn't matter if you're extroverted, if you're introverted, if you're underverted. It doesn't. I just Whoa. made that one up. Yep. Oververted. <laughs> Oververted. Any kind of verted. It doesn't matter. You need community. Even. Jim needs community. Garrett, Jeffrey, Bart, Bart, and all those names within each other have community. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett has community with all his different personalities. No, that's awful. You make me sound like a psychopath. <laughs> like the movie Split. He's got all these personalities. Hey Jim, how are you? <laughs> good, Bart. Oh man, such a good movie. Oh. <laughs> All right, okay, okay, you guys, let's come back, back to community. Yeah. Let's let's get back to it. Why why do we need community? Um, and what I want to throw out there, like I think we naturally are designed, we're made to desire community, to desire, and that's why people, even non like they find community in play, whether it be a group of people that like the same football team, a Team, an athletic team that you play on, a uh, gang, a um, book club, a like we find community in all these different places um, because we're made. We want to be around people. We get energy and get and are enjoy being around people that we have a common interest with them. And we're making the argument that that's good. That's a good desire to have. How much better is it to be around people who what the common interest you have is Jesus and what he's done for you and and God's word. 
I think it's I also I think when you bring like minded believers together, you're gonna to have different believers that are in different stages and walks yeah. of their faith mm-hmm. and it creates accountability and that in turn will create discipleship. Yep. Which which brings me to to a good point that Joy's making there. You it's best and you might not have this option, but it's best to be in a and this goes along with what we were talking about on the last episode, in a diverse community. A community with people that are different ages, that are different walks of life, that are different um, different le- economic levels. It's good to be in a diverse community. It's good it's good for us, like it's good for me and my wife will be have been married for five years next month. It's good for us to be in community with people that have been married for 20 years. And it's good for us to be in community with people that just got married. Like that's all of that is good. I think that's something that you kind of, you can miss or some churches miss that when they do their small groups of their Sunday school classes and their age specific. I think you 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 can miss that. Now, I understand, like, there's some validation to, like, especially, like, you look at a youth group. Like, there are things that youth go through that nobody else goes through. And it's good to specifically specifically talk about those issues. But it's also good. I've We found in our, I mean, we have, we have missional communities that have teenagers in them and college students in them and young professionals in them and people that have been in their career for 20, all in the same group. And it's, it's good. It's good for those young people. It's good for everybody um, to be in a community that's diverse like that, that you, like we we're talking about you, the thing that you have most in common, isn't we're the same age. Isn't we like the same team. Isn't we have the same interests, Isn't we listen to the same music. It's Jesus. Uh, I think that's, that's good. I think you also, you need community because life is, tough life is hard and we're not made to go through this life by ourselves i mean we have there's a reason when you look at the the armor of god there's no armor covering your back it's because we're meant to have our brothers and our sisters we're side by side fighting this life fighting this world fighting what this life brings together in God's power. And we've got I've got my brothers to cover my back. So I don't have to worry about it. That's it's good. It's good to have that. Garrett's shaking his head cuz he doesn't have my back or because he's not a brother. I'm not sure what No, Garrett saying. does. Jim doesn't. Oh, Jim. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I wasn't sure who I was talking to. Uh, We're talking to uh, Jim here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> what what are some other reasons you guys think we need community other than we were designed for it? You covered a lot of them. Yeah. Just to let you know. <laughs> um, God's word says so is a, is a big one. God commands us to. I would say to be encouraged, but a lot of it's, I mean, wrapped up in what you just said. I mean, um, you know, accountability can all be wrapped up into that. It can all be wrapped up in accountability, but being encouraged to continue to seek the Lord, being encouraged like what you said when life gets tough. I mean, there's been, um, you know, there's been times where I was brought to tears in my life of like, you know, I just, I don't, 
even not believing the gospel of like, you know, God just doesn't like, I just don't feel like God loves me or cares for me or he shouldn't. And being reminded of the gospel by others has been huge. Um, you know, and another thing is, you know, sometimes we can unintentionally get distracted by the world and forget that our main role here as a Christian is to share the gospel and we get more self-centered and self-focused and, and like it's good to have people who are not at that who are not being distracted by the world mm -hmm. that moment to redirect us to what that's we good. are to yeah. do yeah that's good um community is kind of like okay I've got an analogy real quick and then um one more thing to talk about and then we'll be done um so community is kind of, okay picture a, a bowling lane right Everybody's bold, and you have you ever bowled with the the bumpers up? Right, no, I'm too good. That keep you, yeah. It's been a while. I yeah. need the bumpers. Yeah, <laughs> the bumpers keep you from. Joy's guy's eyes closed. He's really picturing this. Um, you keep the bump. You, the bumpers keep the bowling ball from going in the gutters, right? Okay, so picture the bowling ball is life, and you're trying the goal or the pins is, you know. Jesus, that's where you're, you're headed. That's the life you're living. You're headed that direction. All right? Joy's doing the action with his eyes closed, right? The two bumpers are Bible on one side, Bible study in God's Word, and community on the other side. And you have both of those things. If you just study God's Word on your own, just by yourself, and have nobody to hold you accountable to it, the ball's still going to go in the gutter, and you're going to probably miss it. If you just have community, if you just have mm -hmm. people around you but have no Bible to go along mm -hmm. with it, the ball's going to go in the gutter. Those two things go hand in hand within the church to get us to our goal, um, which is living in a way that honors God and points others to Him. You need both of those things. And there's probably some of you that are listening that you're thinking of reasons of why you don't need community or you can't find it. We are all living testaments to, like, you need to find this. Um, which brings me to my last thing. What are just, with you guys, Garrett just shared a little bit, but um, the other guys, like, what are some ways that community has affected you, um, that community has helped push you, or even some, some instances or some times that community and being in a community has helped you get through some things? In December, my wife and I will be married for three years. Whoop, whoop. And so recently I've had a lot of experience like Garrett going through some tough times where community has helped us bring us through it. But I just, I remember before we were married in our mission community, there were couples that had been married for, you know, over five years. And just them, you know, helping prepare us along with, Marriage counseling was just key. Like being in community, asking, you know, you're a month away from the wedding. How's everything going? What can we do for you? How can we pray for you? Was just instrumental. And we, we couldn't have definitely couldn't have made it through all that without our community there with us. Yeah. You got anything, Stats? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I've uh never. By the way, just throwing this out there, like, Stats is kind of, like, his situation, like, he has to really, like, actively look for community. Like, it's, like, for us that live, you know, we kind of live in a larger area, like, it just, 
you can go, you can just drive around any night and find a Bible study that you can be a part of, you know? Like, it's, it, stats is not his area that he resides in. Um, it's a little more difficult than that. Yeah. He's kind of, so, yeah. sometimes, in fact, in the past, like, he's, him and some other friends have got to just kind of, like, start it and manufacture it them, themselves, even, because there's not really a lot of churches there that are, yeah, that's, that that's a priority. It's kind of going to touch on, like, sorry. No, I saw your thunder. That's all right. My bad. Don't hit me. <laughs> I've always been to churches with no community at all. And, like, the extent of the community is, hey, man, I'll see you Sunday where you want to eat. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, like, for me, it's been a huge part of my life because now you can come to your group and just be honest with them and talk to you. They'll have your back. Like you said, like, hey, I'm jammed up. Like, I need you. And it's not even like uh, like what I was used to was I'm struggling with this, and then I get, all right, I'll pray for you. You know, and that's it. Yeah, but like with community, you're you're getting personal, you're getting real, and you've reinforced me a lot. It's okay not to be perfect. Sometimes I struggle with that. Like I think yeah. I have to be perfect for God to be pleased with me, and that's not always the case. It's okay. So it's okay to not be perfect, you know. Yeah. And so, like with community, there's. There's also there's a follow up like it's not just we're gonna pray through it. it's like we're yeah. gonna cut, and then we're gonna catch up with you in yeah. a couple of days see how you how's it going yeah like, we're exactly. going yeah. through this as long as you're going through this yeah yeah and it's yeah exactly that's it it's not just you're doing this it's like all right we're in community like we're doing this with you like we're going through this with you like we're walking through this with you and we all as Christians we all as people like we have blind spots and so we need and you know what's crazy about blind spots you can't see them. That's why they're called blind spots. That, what? <laughs> yeah. So you need other people and other eyes wow. to help you see those blind spots. But we're running out of time. If we talk too much longer, we're going to split up in two episodes. So, um, yep. See ya. See y'all. <laughs> see y'all next time. Um, oh, real quick. We're going to be putting up on our polls this week um, some new ideas for some topics. Let y'all vote on what we're going to talk about next. So we're out. See y'all. AudibleTrial.com slash Portion Jesus. A sinless sacrifice that God above can truly save Lord Jesus Christ, our only chance, our only hope. Eternal life, God, you drowned it, boy. Better grab that rope. Better touch his garment. Better grab his robe. Confess, repent, believe. Before your heart gets cold. Don't trust the world's lies. You got to sever that root. Control, alt, delete, reboot. Now believe the truth. Hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him with the truth.